my, the Friday intro on a Monday? <laughs> what the hell? Um, well, the last podcast of the year is going to happen on Wednesday. Um, and you never get to hear the Friday song. I feel like I do occasionally when I'm on with Beth Beth. Occasionally, yeah. And yeah. Uh, that you or me. No, that was me. Sorry. Um, mm-hmm. And I figure out being in, a, in an angry mood as I am, the Friday song would cheer me up, especially as, as cheerful as this song is. Did it cheer you up? Mm-hmm. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Um, okay, so before... Um, before we ruin things for everybody who just couldn't find it in their schedule, time to go see Spider-Man over, over the weekend or late last week, let's uh, let's go back to your Thursday night and your time at Lights Before Christmas. Oh, so first of all, shame on me for trying to plan that in advance around the nice weather. Um, obviously I saw like 63 degrees that day and like a week in advance, we decided to book our tickets. We should have booked our tickets for Wednesday night anyway. Um, because by the time we got there, it was like 40 degrees and very windy. Um, it was a good time. The boys loved it. So, um, my nephews, Colin and Andrew, Colin was not feeling well. So he was like a needy little, little elf. Um, (laughs) But it was it was so cute. So I got really spooked, though. One of the animals and I'm not sure if they did it on purpose or not, you know, because I feel like some animals have that in them. It was at the sea lion enclosure. I think it was a sea lion um, kind of right at the beginning by the wolves. And um, the water was so dark. So, if you know, when you go to the zoo, you can see like under the water and you can see above the water, but they didn't have any lights on. So everything was so dark. And so my nephew's like looking in the water to see if they could see it swimming around. And I said, Oh, it's probably like up on a rock somewhere sleeping. And literally like 10 seconds later, this fucking sea, excuse me, this sea lion swims past us, like right up against the glass. So I basically came nose to nose with a gigantic like sea whale and it scared the life out of me. I screamed so loud. I scared the other children that were around me. I felt really bad. I had to apologize. Um, so that was pretty funny, but um, it was cute. I really loved what they did and the amphitheater part. So I feel like that is a, um, there was an engagement while we were there, but we weren't anywhere near it. Um, we just heard it after the fact. Um, but I feel like the the amphitheater lights, the, what they did with it right there by the slide is a um, undervalued like it's an underdog spot for an engagement it's so beautiful like they just strung lights from the top to the bottom of the bleachers so it looks like if you got engaged right there and some you had a professional photographer those pictures would come out beautiful so if you're going to do an engagement at the zoo lights do it in the amphitheater not at the big tree was it super busy because of how mild it was no, no, it wasn't busy Good. at all. I, like for me, it was just right. It was perfect. Because all the smart people were out seeing Spider Man. Maybe, or because like they have times now, so you have to book a time. And I feel like we still had to park in Timbuktu. Like we parked basically all the way in the back and had to walk a ways to get there. But once you got into the actual um, zoo, it to me it was not crowded. Like I thought it was just fine. Good. I'm glad you had a good time. Yeah, the boys loved it. Thomas really had a good time, so it was nice. But I wouldn't pay to, to have seen you scared by a sea lion, though. Oh, <laughs> I was terrified, and it it just and I screamed, and it stopped for a second. So I might have startled it, um, but I like it was just black water until this like black and white sea lion just kind of swam up on you and scared the shit out of you. Was it just because you'd never been there when it was so dark before, and you weren't expecting? anything that I mean it's weird to be there because we're usually there in the middle of the day where you can see all the animals and you're never taken off taken off that that or I think it was in the polar bear enclosure but there Uh hasn't been a polar bear because it passed away so I like I don't think it's I don't think it's been there before so I wasn't expecting it and then you don't normally expect them to be swimming around in the middle of the night like I think they're going to be up there sleeping like any other time I'm at the zoo for the zoo lights 
the polar bears and whatever animals are kind of up on the rocks chilling. They don't even care what's going on. This one was just swimming around and having a good time. I was not expecting that. <laughs> uh, yeah, being at the zoo at night is vastly different. Like, And you got to think year round, the, uh, the animals are talking to themselves very what night at the museum style it's their place yeah. the only people there are some employees that are probably watching over them now yeah. for like eight weeks six weeks whatever it is all these people are like why are you here why are these lights leave us alone yeah but, this is our bedtime um so i uh, not an update or whatever it is uh andre it seems has a little arthritis in his back and oh. If I posted that online, what do you think comments would would suggest or say? Weed. Similar. I was going to go, yeah, like the first 10 people that say, have you tried CBD treats? You get blocked yes. from Facebook forever. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I give my dog CBD treats and it actually, like, it does, it works very well. But um, yeah, I guarantee you're going to get lots of, I, that's why I try not to do that anymore because I feel like I can't. I don't like to sift through the comments about people telling me what I should and should not do. So I don't ask. Or the people who decided to just inject their opinion and not read three comments prior to that. <laughs> That's um, true. That, I, yeah, yeah. I'm not averse to it, uh, but they did give me something for it and uh, some joint stuff. I had some joint treats I had bought for Diddy before that like, they're like a, it's like a $30 bag of, treats consequin or something um, oh interesting i'm guessing that'll be helpful and it's just something to manage but it I, i'm not ruling out cbd i'm just not ready to put it out there for, so, so people can yell at me to do that stuff right away yeah there's some that i got from pet people on Secor, and i bought the test the i brought like i bought the tube instead of the big jar the jar is like 40 bucks and i bought the 10 dollar tube just to see how the dogs did with it, and Pete did stop chewing his nails after I gave it to him. Now he fell asleep, <laughs> but he still stopped chewing his nails. Was the nail chewing for anxiety? Um, I have no idea. He does it all the time. Like he just, it's not his paws that he's licking where most dogs are licking their paws. He chews his nails. Like it's like he just, I don't know. I don't think so. Um, he does it at night and during the day sometimes. And, and it's it's just weird. Like he's not licking his paws; he's just biting his nails like a human. Huh. I know. I, I will cut his nails, and he'll still bite them. I don't. I got nothing. Got yeah. nothing. Yeah. Um. All right. Sit tight on the Spider-Man stuff. Uh, I got an email today. One of the. It's from whoever was sending me emails before years ago when I was uh, looking to buy a home, and huh. I don't recall having gotten a lot of these. I don't. I don't not get them, but I get, I get far fewer of them. So I decided to open it up, and uh, I came across 3132 Mulberry Street. I believe it's in, like, the Glendale Heatherdowns area. Oh, uh, interesting. 43608. Three-bedroom, mm -hmm. one-bathroom, 1,500 square feet. I looked at the pictures. Um, if there were dead bodies there, they did a wonderful job cleaning it up. Because the place looks like it's in immaculate condition, um, and the list price is seventy nine nine. Really? So oh wow! I wanted to throw this back out there for discussion because you, once upon a time, were looking for a house, and I haven't really looked at anything. But I also haven't heard anybody say recently the housing market is still on fire. It was bound to regress a little bit. Um, people had bought and settled or sold, but now, especially in the winter time, when there was focus on on other things. But I'll send you this listing, and I'm not. I'm looking at it. Oh, you found it already? Yeah. So am I right? That's kind of like Glendale Heather Downs, or it's like a little outside of. Maybe I'm wrong. Hold on. Um. No, it is. It's actually central and. Um... It's kind Ooh. of near your main office. Central and Stickney. All yeah. Right, so not the best neighborhood. But still. <laughs> but still. Like, I was stunned to see that price. Hmm. So you would be proud of me because I have probably been on Zillow 
like I go on Zillow multiple times a week. Um, but the reason I'd say you would be proud of me is because I don't go on it obsessively like I used to when I would see houses and then send them to you and be like, oh my God, look at this. And then this, and then this, um, there's a lot of homes that I feel like are super reasonably priced, um, kind of within my range, something I would go for, something I would be interested in. Um, and I don't think it's like outrageous, if that makes any sense. So I'm, yeah. I mean, I'm pleased with where the market is. We're just, I'm just not in the market. I'm still in a lease and um, all the unfortunate things. I don't think the market is quite to the point where I could ask a seller to also pay for my lease breakage fee. <laughs> but you know what I mean? I think I could reasonably like get something to where, you know, like here's a, here's a um, 3160 Wendover Drive, W E N. Dover, D-O-V-E-R. Okay. 3160. That's a beautiful house. Um, nice neighborhood, nice area. Um, just really nice. So, yeah, I'm, I'm completely satisfied with the housing market. And then once I'm ready to buy a house again, I bet you it's going to be bananas because that's just my luck. Well, it was going to be quiet this time of year anyway. It, it always gets quiet in yeah. the wintertime. But everything now is just the only thing that is predictable is the unpredictability. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was completely predictable that uh, Andrew Garfield <laughs> and Tobey Maguire were going to be in this movie. There was not smoke. There was a raging inferno. And I know more Andrew Garfield because I think he was out promoting another movie, Tick, 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 Boom, or mm-hmm. uh, uh, the. It's a biography about someone who did musicals. I forget. Someone's going to yell at me for not knowing who that is. Uh, Tommy McGuire, I had to look up. I wanted to see how old. Any idea how old he is now? I would guess 43. He's 47. And he looked great. <gasps> is he really? Yeah. Yeah, he looked great. Um, but as much as Andrew Garfield mostly was the one saying, I, 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 I think he, he gave out flat out no's at some point. Um, in the aftermath of them both being in it, like, there's no sin. You've got to be a real hard ass to hold a grudge against them for out and out lying. But that's what they had to do. And because right. it, was, it was so enjoyable to see them, you can pass on the fact that, that, that they lied. Andrew, more than the other one, for such a long time. And to answer your question from earlier, yes, I did tear up a little bit when they were all huddled up in the final act working together. It was... They had for, and I guess this is just because they always pick the right actors for this role, and there's a right. specific kind of relatable human being that has to play Spider Man because he's always the underdog, he's the nerd, he was always bullied, he was always different. And all those actors portrayed that role in Spider Man and Peter Parker so well. So I guess it makes sense that, as far as I saw, like you thought those three would have been acting together for decades because yeah. they 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 their chemistry was incredible it seemed like they'd been in movies upon movies together forever because it was just great to see the three of them on the screen together and, and really enjoying themselves i loved how it was like it was they were very brotherly but it was very much like two older brothers and a little brother um but i I mean, I don't know how anybody could be upset with them like lying, outright lying, because what it did was it gave you the experience of being in the theater. And especially when the when the kid opened the portal and he they're like, oh, there he is. And then he gets closer and everyone's like, that's not him. That's not him. And, you know, you could hear everybody starting the anticipation starting to build. And I slapped Thomas in the arm and I was like, that's Andrew Garfield. And he's like, what? And then he took off his mask and I was like, I fucking knew it. Like everybody, every, obviously everybody clapped and everyone was so excited, including myself. So it was really nice to have that moment. I, Thomas and I are back and forth though on if um, um, Tom Holland's friend, the young, Ned. the boy. Yes. If he actually does have powers or if he had them because he had on the ring. I feel like he has them because he had on the ring. Um, Thomas believes he has powers. Like, no, he has something. And I said, no, he doesn't. Every, no. str- every strong rumor that I saw uh, that was either shot down or ignored essentially came to life during that movie. With the exception of, and this wasn't a big rumor, but there was a rumor that uh, Ned was going to 
eventually, and this could still come into fruition, uh, Ned was going to be one of Spider-Man's lesser villains. Oh, no. And that's kind of where, like, maybe he had some powers or... So just to throw that out there, but that's probably at least a movie or two away if that even happens. But oh, sure, I hope not though. Um, but you—they kind of set it up that way though. I mean, he kept telling him, "He's like, I promise, I'm not going to kill you." So, um, or going to try to kill you. So they did—they did set it up that way. I certainly cried um, with May. That was awful. I was not expecting that. Um, I feel like in a lot of these movies, you can kind of anticipate what's happening. Like, you know the plot, but you don't know. I was not going to ever guess that. And um, our theater was packed, by the way. Like, we, I mean, our the seats were sold out. I, I think we got the last two seats in a row, and there were three seats available. And I said, quick, get those, buy two, so that nobody buys that single seat next to me, which they didn't. But <laughs> I was kind of making observations. Um, there was a guy in front of us who was like visibly crying in multiple like scenes. And I felt so bad because the woman next to him, I'm like, what a bitch. She's not even comforting him. And then he left without her. And I said, oh, damn, he was by himself. <laughs> like, oh, poor guy. Um, but so, it, it was emotional, you know. During uh, So there were two and a half ovations. Yep. During uh, during the showing that I went to on Thursday night, and I was actually surprised the theater wasn't more full, but there had been showings all day long. So yes. um, when Ned opened the first portal, I didn't even I knew it wasn't going to be Tom Holland. Like it was, this is where this was all going to happen, and, and mm-hmm. yeah, when you saw it was Andrew Garfield, there was an ovation, um, and then when Ned opened the second portal, it was very clearly that it was going yeah. to be Tobey Maguire. Correct. Um, so there was those two ovations, and then there was half an ovation. Was there any other cheering? In, I want to see if ours sync up. Was there any other cheering during your showing? Not that I remember. I think maybe when um, Dr. Otto, when we thought that he was be- going back to being a villain, but he ended up taking Jamie Foxx's character, he ended up snatching that power source from his mm-hmm. chest. I think that might have been the only time, um, the only other time where everybody was like, oh, damn, he's going to betray him. And then he did it. Um, I don't I don't think so. I think the only maybe when um, Tobey Maguire got stabbed, but then he was like, oh, I'm stabbed all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I uh, we, had, we had another half ovation when uh, Andrew Garfield saved MJ diving off the bridge. Oh, yes. Oh, that's when I cried. So I was that's when I was like, oh, and then I just started to cry like instantly. And Thomas was like, what? And I said, he could not save his Gwen. And he goes, oh, yes. So, yeah, yeah. So it was that one. And it was Dr. Otto when everybody thought he went back to being a villain. But he did it. I wanted to yell loudly. Um, I, I don't know. I it's always been like this when I go to movies because I'm, I'm prepared in the most, in most cases. Um, Mm -hmm. but I don't want to cheer before anybody else to ruin a moment. So I just keep myself reserved, but I had a very, I had a back padding moment and like a a very small to myself fist pump when, uh, (laughs) when Charlie Cox, uh, daredevil, Matt Murdock showed up. I saw the, the blind cane. What do you call that? The, The cane, the pointer, um, uh-huh. As soon as I saw that, like I felt, what's the word I'm looking? My words aren't working, word today. Um, I felt validation, and that that's really yeah. like I I was I didn't need the other Spider Men, Mans, people mm-hmm. to show up. I just wanted Daredevil, and I was. It you was got all, it. It was all yeah. I was all but assured that he was gonna show up in some probably just a small way. And again, this was one of the rumors that he was gonna be Peter's lawyer with all this Mysterio was right stuff. And I was, I didn't expect him to have a big role. I didn't expect him to get suited up. The fact that he caught a brick and was like, I'm a very good lawyer. Um, I could have left the movie completely satisfied right then and there because he's like my second favorite character. But uh, again, that was one of those big rumors that wound up actually playing out. And they, they stopped refuting which villains would be in it like long ago. And 
so I think people are up to speed on like there's Marvel, Marvel, MCU, there's Disney, and then Sony still owns Spider-Man, and it's yeah. it's always like a, a partnership between Marvel and Sony to make these movies. But at the end of the day, um, Marvel and Kevin Feige, the, the visionary behind all these things, I think he wields the anvil, and he started like with the FUs when they they first created this partnership. What? In seventh, like maybe back in fifteen or sixteen, yes. yeah. And then when the first movie came out, they called it Homecoming, which meant that Spider Man was back under the creative direction of Marvel and Disney, and no longer Sony, which I guess kind of dropped the ball um, with the Andrew Garfield stuff. And, and though that that second one was forgettable with him, um, I would have loved to have sat in the meeting where. Um, Sony, who has long wanted to have a Sinister Six Spider-Verse movie, and that was, like, without Spider-Man. There was always so many rumors. Like, they got their Venom movie. There's other things that will come along. Um, Morbius comes out, I think, in... Yeah, Morbius comes out in January. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm still not interested in it at all. I Um, am. But we'll come back to it. So dark. Yes. (laughs) Um... They just wanted this Sinister Six movie, and that's Spider-Man's, like, rogues gallery. And all these guys, and there's been different ones over the years, team up and they they take down Spider-Man. If you look up Sinister Six, you'll get a billion Spider-Man entries. And I would just love as, like, her name name is Amy Pascal. She's the uh, creative producer for Sony. I would have loved to sit in the meeting with her and Kevin Feige, uh, where she's like, we're gonna do this. We're we're gonna do all these villains, and we're we're just gonna have six of them. We'll do the Sinister Six. Finally, you know, we couldn't pull it off ourselves, but now that you're here at the table, we're gonna do the Sinister Six for Spider-Man. So and we wait, hold on. Hold on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then Kevin Feige's like, "No, you're not." He's like, "Well,", well <laughs> and Amy Pascal probably goes, "Well, it's despite we have five already. Like, you you okayed us bringing back all these villains." Furious Five is not a thing. Sinister Six, all we need is one more. And he's probably like, Five is good enough. And I just, <laughs> Ned. I, 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 yeah. I just love the fact that he probably held the anvil. Like, while we didn't get a Sinister Six, people were seemingly completely fine with everything else that was brought back and how it all came together. But I just love the, the giant anvil. Or the, or the guillotine they hang over Sony's neck. Because nothing with Spider-Man gets done without him and Disney and Marvel approving all of it. And if Sony says, well, that's, that's fine. We're going to pull Adam, him out of the MCU. They say, okay, well, good luck producing your movies without any of our backing. That Marvel scrolling thing before your movies, we're not letting you run it anymore. Good luck. So I don't know. I mean, I knew the um, Disney and Sony and the back and forth, but I realized when we watched this film, and again, I'm some, I always say this, I'm somebody that doesn't know a lot of the backstory, doesn't know a lot of the comics and the history. Um, I, like I realized that there must, I thought I saw all the Spider-Man movies, like all, there were, all the ones that there were to see except the animated one that came out a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I did not see that one. Um, and some of these villains, I didn't know who they were. So I knew who Dr. Otto was. I knew who... Dr. Octopus. Uh, I knew the floating elf. Um, Green Goblin. Like, correct. So I knew those. But the other ones, I, Jamie, when we saw Jamie Foxx, I said, wait a minute, what? <laughs> and then the sand guy, I didn't know who that was. And I said, and even Thomas was confused. He said, you know, he kind of said what was going on or who are these people? And I said, maybe they're from the comics that we don't know of. Like, these are, you know, well-known villains from the comics. Um, because I don't recall it at any point. But I picked up on it pretty easy. You know, the, um, did you see the error of your ways? Either you forgot them or you didn't see all the movies that you thought you did. Because they were all from previous movies. I think it was the Andrew Garfield movies that I didn't see. Well, there was only... <sighs> yeah, so, in the first one was The Lizard. And then yep. they used the same actor. Uh, and mm-hmm. then in the second one was Jamie Foxx. Yep. Uh, he was he was Electro, and they did not include the other villain in that movie. But Sandman was, like, the third villain in Spider-Man 3 in 2007, I think, where one of the, uh, one of the complaints, one of the criticism was, it was just too stuffed with villains for the average person. 
Yeah, I don't. I don't. Um, I, I didn't. I mean, they. I didn't need to know, though. So obviously I knew that they all knew each other and they all knew each other at some point. I understood the multiverse. Like these were Spider-Mans that had their own stories that have already been shared. So obviously these villains are coming from that. So I, it, again, I didn't need to know in order to understand and enjoy the movie. So I was fine with that. Um, but it could be nice to see a Sinister Six. I don't know. I think I might like that. Oh, God, don't let Sony hear you say that. They'll, they will just have the biggest orgasm. But for some, I'm in the movie for the entertainment of it all. And like, I forget what other movie we saw that we enjoyed. And I think your feedback was like, meh. Um, what was it? There was something else that just came out and we enjoyed it and you didn't. Eternals? Yes. Yes. Eternals and um, Morbius. I'm. We're really looking forward to that. So that's going to be something I'm very excited for because it's very dark. So it's it's up our alley. Um Wait, hold on one second. Let me do a quick traffic, okay? Mm-hmm. We have an accident with the left lane block, 475 southbound in Maumee, right before the turnpike. Stop and go going back to airport. Also an accident, Monroe at Detroit. That's your Cumulus Toledo. Right now, traffic. Uh, that Morbius movie with Jared Leto, who, by the way, I think when this movie comes out will be 50. But really? When that movie was shot, I think he was like 47. Um, that movie was shot several years ago. It got it, it was one of those that that kept getting pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. And obviously, I'm sure Sony was fine pushing it back because it gave them more time to promote. It let them uh, get out there in the wake of Venom, mm-hmm. the Sony movie that is Venom. So, and I, I like, I, I like. It still Jared, doesn't though. have a release date. It doesn't have a date. It with, just is January. <laughs> oh, oh. Well, you know what? It does. Well, with uh, maybe we'll have another. Uh, variant that we have to deal with by then so yeah it doesn't have an actual date because we both you know saw the preview and we're super excited for it and it was like Meh. january no. january 28th uh, oh it 2022. does yeah Interesting. but i i would say we're we're kind of back to where we were god like 14 months ago like yeah. nothing is set in stone <sighs> i mean that can be another conversation for another day for some of the stuff that i'm thinking but yeah and we went to um, Fallen Timbers, not Fallen Timbers. We went to Franklin Park mm-hmm. because um, I was up in Detroit for the day and uh, I didn't get back until like 730. And we said, you know, I'll try to come back in time so we could go catch a showing. And there was no seats anywhere in our two theaters of choice. And we really got the last two other than up front by the screen at Franklin Park for the 915 showing or something like that. So we were there like it was like. We barely made it, which I'm glad we did because I enjoyed it so much. But I'm never going to Franklin Park again to go to a movie. It was so obnoxious. Mm. The crowd, oh God, that's, so obnoxious. That's why there's a uh, a dress code and all that other well, stuff. Even, there was like there was a girl behind us, like she was clearly there with her dad and a couple other people. So first of all, I got smacked in the face by somebody's coat because this girl kept getting up to go to the bathroom and then there was another little girl that she's like okay is this over this is boring i'm ready to go can we go and i'm just like shut the fuck up (laughs) be quiet um but then but i didn't because everybody else has to deal with thomas's chewing so Mm. and then if he wasn't chewing on his popcorn obsessively he was like opening his his like candy in the worst kind of way so all you heard was like through all the worst parts and I'm just like open them so you don't so you don't hear all of that like it is possible um but we made it Josh so. and I when we went on Thursday night so we we bought our tickets uh in advance mm-hmm. just to make sure we had seats and and all that stuff and not that it was going to sell out or anything but we were in the last row in the back right hand part of the theater mm-hmm. um, and I've never done this before and I was texting Justin I don't know which theater they went to, but they also went to a showing at the same time we did. And uh, after the the portal scenes at Ned's house, mm-hmm. I texted Justin in in all cat. And I've never and I yes, I texted him during the movie, but I was in the back right corner. Nobody could mm-hmm. see me pulling out my phone with the light in it, and I, I couldn't I couldn't stop myself. But I texted him two words: "Fucking liars." <laughs> because they they just lied and again we're I we're, loved it. we're all completely okay with it. There are uh there are some people who are saying that this is like the 
best Marvel movie ever. I mm. will. I'll push back on that a little bit for for a couple of different reasons. One, it's recency bias. Um, mm-hmm. It it was an absolutely. All the adjectives are problematic. You can't say amazing. You can't say spectacular because uh, they're Spider-Man. Uh, it was a fantastic. It was a phenomenal mm-hmm. movie. Um, mm-hmm. And I also thought, like, after I saw Shang-Chi, I was like, I, it's not top three or five, but it's certainly in the top third. And I just feel like the talent that Marvel has working for it right now, like, it's it's unfair. Um like these, yeah. <laughs> they, these movies moving forward are always going to be better than the ones from now, like 13 years ago, because the formula has been perfected from top to bottom of how they shoot these things, how long they are, who works on the music, everything. So it's like, yeah, a car made now is a lot better and safer than a car made in 1980. So I, I, I push back on those two things. The other thing, um, as great as this movie was, it just didn't have the stakes of Infinity War and Endgame where half of the no. universe was was gone. Um, no. It, the stakes I don't think the anything's sa- going yeah. to top that. Like, you had this generation's Darth Vader where most people who are somewhat connected to pop culture know who Thanos is. Same way that, like, even if you didn't see Star Wars, you knew who Darth Vader was. And while the stakes were big and... Lots of setting up for future movies in the Marvel Universe. Um, those stakes just weren't there. But it was, it was a beautiful movie. And I did. I thought about this and I saw somebody say it. Who knows? Like, like picking, what was it? The Golden Globes were like, here's who we're picking this year. And just trying to stay off the radar. And I bet we'll have a little bit of that with the Academy Awards. But mm-hmm. I think much like, the, much like The Dark Knight 13 years ago... Um, this movie is very deserving of best po- best picture consideration. Oh, I I, I agree one hundred percent. It was so good. I mean, it, like you're right, but nothing can compete with Endgame and Infinity War. There's just something about that storyline that there's no un- until they are able to build up the newer characters and come up with another like Avenger style style film where everybody's in it together, you know, fighting the same enemy, you're not going to top those two. I think it's funny that like Marvel is just competing with themselves. Yes. (laughs) You know what I mean? And in the weird kind of way, like they're just that, that Olympic team that can never be beaten um, ever. You know, you're just competing with one another uh, at all times. I thought it was, fan I was just re- I was so excited to hear the reviews because I didn't you know obviously I had been hearing reviews since Thursday and we didn't go see it until Saturday night so I was so looking forward to it I can't wait until I can watch it again like at home um but yeah I I am so pleased with it 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 was it was really nice I would say like top 5 maybe yeah it's it, yeah it's it's safely in there and whether you want to combine Infinity War and Endgame fine if you want to mm-hmm. some people have said this is the new best trilogy which would which is also there's Captain America Thor Iron Man mm-hmm. if you want to say this that, right, that's fine right 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 um I and, and my last pushback on this is bet this is the best Marvel movie yet is I mean there's always going to be things stakes characters whatever it may be but nostalgia is undefeated and yes. simply having Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire in the movie, who were, especially Tobey Maguire, um, who introduced, you could say without those movies, the first two being as successful as they were in like 2001 and three, like we don't have this culture that's dominated by superhero movies because, you know, 20 years ago, it's Superman and people like Superman, but it's always been kind of hard to relate in the big screen. So it's Batman and Spider-Man. And Tobey Maguire is so many people's Spider-Man. And the fact that you can just too. plug mm-hmm. those two in there, it's like an like that movie automatically gets 7 out of 10 or however you want to grade it because those two are in the movie, looked great in those costumes, and nostalgia, as I said, is always undefeated. If you take those two out, um, that movie is still very good, but it's not mm-hmm. how everybody left the theater. 
agree with you 100%. I think that that had a lot to do with it. It also made me feel very old and yeah. that I'm like, damn it, we're already like, we're already at that point where j their presence alone made the theater erupt. Like just erupt. Like it did, I mean, when Harry Styles came on, it wasn't the same in Eternals, you know what I mean? And that was, that. I feel like that was talked about. But um, yeah, it was just, I mean, it, it was fantastic. I live for moments like that. Those were, you know, I will say though my excitement when I went to see Infinity War and Endgame and how I just, you know, I felt like I'm never going to have that again, like that excitement leading up to it, that joy looking watching the film, like I remember my I was smiling a lot and crying a lot. I'm happy to see that that is like um transferring to other films and other stories that are going to start to evolve. I do have a theory though. Um um, Black Panther and Shang-Chi are very high on most people's lists. Um, how much of that do you feel like has to do with the fact that it was so rich with culture compared to some the, of the others? The first Black Panther, absolutely. Shang-Chi, I don't think so. Um, I do. I just thought it was Maybe great. Maybe not. I just thought it was a great movie. <laughs> like, I'm like... They have they have reimagined the Marvel formula for yeah, they have. the third decade of the 21st century. Black Panther, a thousand percent. That's why um, I pushed back a little bit on people being so thankful that they got a the black community got a Black Panther mm -hmm. movie and it mm -hmm. was great. It was phenomenal. The, yeah. It was by the people, for the people, but more so for everybody. And I didn't want to be the wet blanket, but I'm like, you know there was going to be a Black Panther movie. He is a longtime Avenger. He was not going to be left out. So. Yeah, and, and I think that Black Panther brought in a lot of people to Marvel that weren't involved in Marvel in the first place. Like, you know, so there was a lot of fans that came to the table interested in Marvel after the fact because of Black Panther. It introduced a lot of new folks. I will say though, one of the other things I was very excited about, I thought Zendaya's, I love Zendaya's character. I love MJ in this series. Love, 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 love MJ. Um, so I'm really excited to see where that goes. I just, I'm a Zendaya fan all day long and I feel like she brings her own essence to each story and each character. And she she has a privilege to do that off the backs of so many other women who fought for her character to be independent, going to MIT just like everybody else. Like, you know what I mean? But I, I'll take love step, it. I'll take it a step farther. Um, and this is just her charisma. And it's mm -hmm. one part of the reason why she's so successful. Um, mm -hmm. There were some, I think, modifications. Oh, I the, believe it. In the Andrew Garfield movies that... I think that people didn't love. That's when they first introduced, they think, or foreshadowed that Peter's parents were up to some things because no one ever talked about them. And again, some, some adjustments. Um, that is not the helpless Mary Jane mm -mm. that everybody grew up with. And mm -hmm. the fact that she was a snarky dick, but still so <laughs> lovable, and that you can change a character so much and you can still enjoy the character shows you both how good the production is, the writing, and of course, her ability to be that. Yeah, I think she's the perfect person to have in this role. I really do. She's taller than him, like all sorts of stuff. I think it's just perfect, perfect. There was a scene where she's like, I'll press it, I'll press the button. Oh, and Thomas yeah. looked over at me and he was like, you would totally do that. I said, yes, I would. <laughs> Yes, I would. Should have pressed it sooner. Yeah, there were. <laughs> Peter gets Peter gets in his own way and causes so many of his own problems. Yeah. Um, to go back to the comparisons to the other movies, and to answer your question, uh, I I teared up. I think maybe when they were all together finishing off. Mm -hmm. What did you call him? The Green Elf. The green. The Green Elf. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I I think during some of those parts or where they were connecting, and. Uh, it, it, it was it's really like inside the comic books so there was always a thing and I won't go long on this there was always a, a thing when new Spider-Man movies came out would would the webbing come from his physiology or, or cartridges and the fact yeah. that they put that on the screen and like who's who have you fought and like I just fought a Russian guy in a big machine like just their camaraderie kind of had me tearing up yeah. for nostalgia and other reasons and tearing up is a lot different from 
uncontrollable sobbing when oh, there was that yeah when, when tony is dying yeah there, um, did you, that was you <laughs> yes yes and then i did not cry shortly prior to that when you can see it building up and cap goes avengers assemble and truly the culmination of at that point 11 years of movies was playing out right in front of us and it was as massive as it was like and the chills like i literally i was frozen in that moment like mm-hmm. that that didn't happen in the spider-man movie it's one thing to be emotional and have emotions like I said, I teared up several times, but not sobbing uncontrollably as I was when Tony died, Tom, uh, Spider-Man looks over to him, and um, Pepper goes, you can rest now, Tony. And then we're at the funeral. Oh, God, it's, it just it eats me up now. So I, don't, I did not get emotional, and the entire theater was, like, sniffling. I did not get emotional at that scene. I remember specifically, and I still don't. Like, I could easily watch it. And I think because I was, I was kind of ready for for Iron Man to kind of, to move on a little bit. I, I hate to say that. Like he wasn't my fave. I did enjoy his characters though and I enjoyed his movie. But um like, you know, I don't know, maybe it's the emotional woman in me. But like seeing Andrew Gar- Andrew Garfield did a really good job acting. They all did. I teared up when they had to say goodbye to one another in yeah. this past film, like when they were going back to their own portals. So I teared up, and then when he caught Zendaya and and saved her, and you could see how emotional he was because clearly he could not do that for his own Gwen. I got really emotional for that, and it it was it and it was instant, like it was like like they just came, they started coming, um, and the the poor gentleman in front of me when Aunt May died, he was uncontrollable, and I I almost wanted to lean over and put my hand on his shoulder i'm like us marvel lovers like we're we're in it together i feel like he would he'd be okay with this but i didn't um just because i'm like alex he's still a stranger he'll think you're a creep um but i did not um but it it was um he was crying to the point where i'm like oh my god maybe his aunt may just died or something like he is emotional when she started the the line peter with i'm like oh that's it she's about to die yeah, because well, that's that's Uncle Ben's going out line, and yeah, there, there was a lot of emotion and drawbacks, and yeah. there, there was a lot of emotion in that that third and final act. Uh, I think the are, are I, you are you the person that has started the um, make T A S M three? That's a hashtag on Twitter now. Make the Amazing Spider Man three, or some people have said uh, bring back the Garfield verse, and I'm like, oh Jesus Christ, here we go again. So I don't think I've seen them. I think that I think there's a gap um, in my like Spider-Man. So I think I need to watch it because I don't I don't know Andrew Garfield's character that well. And the villains that I did not know in this film were in his films. So I think I need to watch again um, so that I can see how I feel about it. I probably won't be that person. And I think I'm going to be a lot like um, so I hope when they pick up the next Spider-Man film he, there will be more people that remember who he is, um, like happy, you know, and things like that. And it will remind me of um, Endgame when the, some of the characters were coming back. I think that might have been the only other time I was sobbing, like super emotional. Even when I left the theater, I was still crying was um, when Than- the Thanos snap really got me. So um, I'm going to be happy when I can see when we get back to the film again and the characters remember each other. Cause that was rough. That was, that was really sad that he had to do that. The symmetry of, um, Thanos and also Mysterio. I love that they played into that. Cause you know, Thanos is right. Has become a, a thing. I'd like to think mm-hmm. I personally started it, but, um, <laughs> who, who was more right Mysterio or Thanos? <laughs> uh, Thanos. <laughs> um, what else? What are some other, some other webling things that we could discuss about it? Um, what you are know, the Thomas did not put together who happy was. I said, you do know who that is, right? And he goes, no, who the Mandalorian, like the cre- the creator, like the yeah. like storyteller of the Mandalorian. What? I said, isn't that crazy? Like he can play such a large role in something that is so loved and then play such a small role somewhere else that you don't even put two and two together, you know, unless you know it well. Uh, I, I tweeted somebody last week, what we learned, um, 
after re- the last, whatever the last, last Star Wars was, what le- what we learned was that J.J. Abrams and who was it, Ryan Johnson, fine filmmakers, blah, 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 but that last trilogy was so disjointed. Um, mm-hmm. It was a mistake to not let John Favreau and mm-hmm. Dave Filoni, who has overseen all the animated shows that are now coming to life, those two should have been in charge of that. And right. they, those two will be the godfathers of God, God people of Star Wars moving forward. Um, yeah. So John Watts, I believe, is the director, producer of this Spider-Man movie. He's moving off the franchise. And mm. I'm not a Fantastic Four person, but he's overseeing that. So that leads me to believe, even though they're not my favorites, that those movies will be phenomenal because he's a great filmmaker. Yeah, they'll be well done. He might be able to give them some, um, revise the fans or make them feel a little better. Yeah, they were great. Um, what other what other little things stood out at you or thoughts that you have? Anything like that? Uh, I don't think I have any. I think that was pretty much it. I want to see it again. It made me like, it made me happy. I I love Tom Holland too. I think he's such a he's so lovable. Mm-hmm. Um. He did make a comment about Spider-Man needing to be more diverse. I saw a really funny um, post that it was like Tom Holland got himself one ounce of black in him and now all of a sudden everything needs to be diverse, mm. referring to Zendaya. <laughs> I had a good laugh, but I, it, it got me to thinking, like, who could that character be? And I don't I don't really know. The answer is, is right there. In fact, I was disappointed, but I was in a theater. I think there were like two black people in my theater. Um, <laughs> like, there were a lot of moments where if I were sitting in the theater by myself, I would have said something, yelled something. I would have been louder during the Daredevil thing. When Jamie Foxx is like, you're from Brooklyn, you got all these moves. I thought for sure you were going to be black. Or I thought for sure (laughs) Spider-Man was going to be black. And I I wanted to go, Miles Morales. So, uh... Who's that? Wait, I'll look it up. I'll look it up. I probably know and I don't know him by name. He's the kid. Um... And the diversity of the Spider-Verse is 1,000% going to happen. Um, it's just a matter of how, who, I don't know who owns Miles Morales, whether that's all a Marvel thing, but I would bet, now the, the next animated movie is going to be Into the Spider, Spider-Verse Part 2, some more Miles, but sooner rather than later, Miles Morales is going to be part of the live-action um, Marvel stuff. So he's coming. Spider. Who plays Miles Morales? Do we know? Well, is that no... his name or is that his character's name? That's Peter Parker. He Miles Morales is also oh, oh, a oh. a Spider Man. He's the black. He has a black suit and um, he's a younger kid. Oh, I see him. Okay. So he's coming sooner rather than later. Then you'll have Spider Gwen, and there's a there's so many ways they can go about this. I want to see, I mean, I doubt that they're going to do this, but I think they're setting Zendaya up to be a pretty big part of like Spider-Man, like to be a pretty big part of his team. But I want to see what that turns into. Cause at one point, like Pepper, Pepper, like wore an Iron Man suit, you know? Yeah. So I would love to see that for her. I, I would love to see Zendaya join in that way. Cause it, I think that they, I think they're allowing that for her. It took me a second, but I think I figured it out. So... Everybody that knew Peter was Spider-Man got sucked into that universe, or at least mm-hmm. the villains did. And we know at the at, at Venom, um, when he was in the hotel room in Mexico, Venom like licked the the TV screen when he saw news of Spider-Man, which mm-hmm. would allude to somehow he had some instinctual or visceral knowledge of him. So the mid-credits scene where Venom and um, Eddie are drunk as anything and and they're pissing Mm -hmm. off the guy who lost his family. Um, Another Marvel FU was that Eddie seemingly got kicked back to Sony out of the MCU, although some (laughs) goo was left over. So there will be another Eddie, but I took more from the fact that like, well, I hope you enjoyed... Venom in the MCU, he's back to Sony-verse now. <laughs> I didn't... Was there a credit scene after that? I saw that one, but I didn't see another one. Yeah, uh, it was... Although it wasn't like a, a stinger or a post-credit scene, it was the Doctor Strange trailer. Oh, 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 that was a comment I had. 
so Dr. Strange is evolving. Benedict Cumberpatch, Cumberbatch, Cumberpatch is a fucking fabulous like he looks so good the gel that they put in this man's hair to Stop make him it. the equivalent of superman i've never oh, like i'm serious that i've always thought doctor i've always whatever <laughs> i've always thought doctor strange was a little strange right like he's not your um thor or he's not going to be iron man or not even not iron man he's not going to be captain america where you're like this beautiful like man but in this film he totally was that. And I'm just like, am I attracted to him? Is anyone else attracted it's, to him? It's time to catch up on the Cumberbatch library. In fact, go go watch, um, what did I watch? Power of the Dog. It's on Netflix now. And his piercing blue eyes. My God. Yeah. Um, you made me think of uh, another thing uh, with Doctor Strange. Oh, 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 another uh, teary-eyed part. When Doctor Strange shows up on the Statue of Liberty... And they had the whole name thing back and forth in the, in the early part of the movie. And Peter did something good. And here at the very end, he's like, call me Steven. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 I, lo- I love I actually thought that was great to have those two in the film together because their like um, banter back and forth was really good. Doctor, Sh- I love Doctor Strange. Um, so good job. Good job to them. Did you have uh, a favorite costume at all? Because those are always a big part of all this. No. Maybe the one he cleaned all the glue, the goo off of. The black one? The black the one. one. The one he turned inside out? <laughs> well, after it got, after Aunt May cleaned it. Got it. Um, yeah. People were excited at the end when he was in his new apartment. They were hoping the Russian, the Russian guy would be the landlord again from the Tobey Maguire <laughs> movies. Mm-hmm. Um, rent due! Um, but people were excited that it looked like Peter made his own costume for the first time since yeah. the homemade one. And it's like very comic book accurate blue. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. There, there I was, thought a, it was great. There was a lot. There was a lot. Mm-hmm. And there, the, as we've just discussed for the last half an hour, there are plenty more reasons why that movie made a quarter of a billion dollars. Yeah. Good for them. Um, so. do I have anything else? Oh, I think that's it. What, uh, what do you have going on for the rest of today and tonight? Nada. I have to wash my hair at some point. I am. Um, I'm off after tomorrow. So tomorrow's my last day of work. And then I'm taking vacation time again. So I'm excited. Um, yeah, I have two more days and then and I'm off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, behave for the rest of this evening. And I'll, uh, I'll text I you will. later. <gasps> Bye-bye. <laughs>